This next generation of CarPlay provides content for all the driver's screens, giving an experience that is unified and consistent. It's the very best of both your car and your iPhone, and it goes beyond what you can do with CarPlay today. Deep integration with the car's hardware lets you tune your car's radio or change your temperature without ever leaving the CarPlay experience. It also includes widgets powered by your iPhone that fit your screens perfectly. They can live front and center in the gauge cluster as well, giving you information at a glance. In fact, this next generation of CarPlay powers your entire instrument cluster. To do this, your iPhone communicates with your vehicle's real-time systems in an on-device, privacy-friendly way, showing all of your driving information, like speed, RPMs, fuel level, temperature, and more. And no matter what type of unique screen shapes or layouts you may have, this next generation of CarPlay feels like it was made specifically for your car. We're also excited to give you the ability to make the core of the driving experience unique to you. We carefully crafted instrument cluster options ranging from the modern to the traditional that use different colors, dial treatments, backgrounds, and layouts to provide various looks and feels. You can choose different curated themes and styles for your gauges. And automakers from around the world are excited to bring this new vision of CarPlay to customers. This is just a taste of what the next generation of CarPlay will bring. Vehicles will start to be announced late next year and we can't wait to show you more further down the road. Hey, it's Dave. So Apple just started their Worldwide Developer Conference yesterday, and they announced their next generation of Apple CarPlay. Now, this next generation of Apple CarPlay, Apple says, communicates with your vehicle's real-time systems in an on-device, privacy-friendly way, showing all your driving information. So there are several questions here. What features does it have that's different than current CarPlay for Apple. Where is this CarPlay headed and can and will Apple compete with Tesla? So let's take a look at what Apple is showing us for their next generation CarPlay here. So here is the display. You'll see it has just a huge display or a possibility of a huge display. It has the current apps, kind of like current CarPlay, but there are a lot of differences here. So here's an example of the display they, they show in the video. If we dive deeper into it, here is the odometer, which is, you know, pretty normal. It shows a total odometer miles and also the trip mileage. So it's actually tapping into the computer's uh, systems to, to get this information. Next is showing um, how much fuel you have and how much mileage right you have left, which is also interesting. They tap into uh, the engine temperature as well. Further, it shows how much engine oil you have, and then it shows you what gear you are and your RPMs. If we go into their center console, here you have uh, music playing or any media. You have navigation on this side, and then you've got a bunch of controls here, which is kind of very eerily similar to Tesla's, right? Um, 
controls with um, temperature, etc. If we go even further, we have more controls for climate control. You can control your seats in the car. You can actually do um, recirculation. You could do heated steering wheel on or off if your car features that. You can turn on your seat heaters or your seat coolers. You can do max AC, sync your uh, AC as well. So there's a ton of features that Apple CarPlay will tap into in this next generation. Here's a screen where CarPlay is tapping into torque and power or horse horsepower. And then you've got kind of a widget screen here. So you've got your current trip, you've got a calendar, right, that syncs into you from your iPhone, you've got um, air quality, UV index, um, you've got your garage door, uh, seeing if it's closed or not, um, time, etc. Here's another screen, right, um, it's showing the incoming phone call. Here's the odometer screen and it has various uh, variations of this odometer screen, kind of like an Apple Watch where you can customize it as well. And finally, this is a full sample layout, right, of a bunch of widgets here, media, the center console and odometer screen. All right, so what's going on here? Apple is moving CarPlay from just infotainment and it's moving it into a lot of different areas like driving information, climate control, controlling your seats, etc. The question is, will CarPlay become an operating system to control all of the car's displays at the same time? And also, will the OEMs keep their own display UIs as well? So it's kind of a conflict of interest of sorts. What's interesting is this sets up a lot of future expansion possibilities for Apple. Apple might be able to expand their car operating system into a full-blown car OS. Further, they could possibly add driver assist features and eventually FSD features into car OS, right, and provide them to auto OEMs. And that might set up an interesting situation where auto OEMs might need to choose between Apple car OS and Tesla FSD licensing. Apple does have some interesting advantages here. So they have a seamless integration with current iPhone native apps like calendar, navigation, address book, messages, widgets, and more. Apple has a huge developer ecosystem and that developer ecosystem can extend the functionality of current apps to the car, for example, games, etc. Also, CarPlay allows existing OEMs to modernize their UI and UX in the car at a minimal cost. And further, the car becomes an extension of iOS and Apple's media ecosystem. There are some disadvantages as well that Apple has to face. First, they need to work with existing OEMs who are typically slow to adopt new technologies. For example, it has taken many years, right, for the existing CarPlay to roll out to a lot of uh, automakers. Further, there's a potential conflict of interest if CarPlay becomes an operating system to replace all of the UI and UX in the car, Apple is going to gain a big leverage. And the question is, will OEMs allow that? Further, Apple doesn't have a large fleet to collect the required data to offer a compelling full self-driving experience or feature, and they're very late to the game already. Now let's contrast that to Tesla. Tesla has a large fleet already running their hardware three. They've got current neural nets that are running in these cars in shadow mode as well, collecting relevant and very valuable data. So one of the clear advantages is the latest neural nets are running in all of these cars and they're used to collect data which is used to correct the mistakes right of the latest neural nets to make them better tesla is not hampered by the slow adoption of partners so they can move as fast and they as they want and that's a huge advantage next tesla is pushing the envelope of vertical integration with factories machinery service centers superchargers battery manufacturing fsd and more it's a very complicated ecosystem that tesla is bringing together and this allows tesla to give the highest value at the most competitive price all right further Tesla is in the lead with data, right? And Tesla is also in the lead with the number of vehicles running FSD beta, about 100,000 and growing. Further, Tesla is in the lead in terms of vertical integration with AI and their AI stack. So they got the in-car hardware, they're collecting the data, they're labeling the data, training the data, they have huge 
training compute, they deploy their software. It's a huge operation that's integrated under Tesla's roof. And then you've got the Tesla flywheel. The more cars they sell, right, the more and better data they get, which makes their full self-driving even better, which increases value and allows Tesla to sell more cars. And then there's a bigger backdrop of what I call car 1.0 versus car 2.0. So car 1.0 is about humans driving right their car and full attention is required right to drive car 2.0 now is about ai or neural nets driving the car and the human in the car they're free to relax play or work and the question is can existing oems successfully navigate this transition from car 1.0 to 2.0 or do they have to partner with apple mobileye nvidia cruise etc even with the with partnerships can they succeed further is autonomous driving a network effects market where winner takes most meaning will the leader collect the most and the best data and this flywheel just becomes incredibly difficult or impossible to catch up with as a tesla investor i'm actually glad that apple is coming out with this stuff now versus let's say seven or eight years ago Tesla has already pushed forward. They've already established themselves, right, as a juggernaut, not just with EVs, but with FSD and the future autonomous driving market. So the challenge actually lies more with Apple. Can they extend, right, their next generation CarPlay into something more? Can they add autonomous driving features to this? Can they really compete with this Car 2.0 market and paradigm? And then there's a question of Google. Will they come in? Right, with Android and offer the same type of offerings that Apple offers? And can Apple, Google, Nvidia, Mobileye and others right, really outfit um, OEMs enough to compete with Tesla in the new 2.0 car market? I right, hope this has been helpful. If it has, go ahead, like and subscribe. All my videos can be found as an audio podcast as well. Just search for Dave Lee on investing in your favorite podcast player. I'm also on Twitter at Hadia7. All right, we'll see you guys in my next video. Thanks.